0: Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays Tonight on Passion. Uh, Tonight I answer all of your questions, so you can send them in or your comments, 514-800 questions about love, sex, relationships, your general mental health, how you're doing, uh, anything of the sort. You can also email me to laurie at drlaurie.com if you uh, need more space rather than just a, a text message, but always happy to be uh, talking with you. And a little bit later, I'm gonna share that email that's gotten a lot of people talking from one listener that shared a beautiful story from years back, something that was written in the paper about the holidays. So as we're leading into the holidays, I want to share that with you again. People have asked to hear it again. So I, I, will, uh, I will do that. All right, here's a first, uh, email. Lori, I really learned a lot from the show last night. So last night we did the vagina dialogues. Uh, The vagina dialogues is now another favorite show along with the ladies view baby boomer show and trouble Tuesday. Thank you for having such good shows. I'm sure we all learn a little something every time. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you so much. That's very, very sweet. There was a text that had come in uh, asking the passion poet to write a poem about I guess we were talking about uh, pornography and the porn hub in the news and all of that stuff. So he decided to uh, grace us with uh, his talent one more time. When Playboy was first published, it went to the ethics committee because the complaints of many women taking a bite of the Big Apple New York City. Outraged at the display of certain female particles, men did not buy it for the photos but for the interesting articles. A new kind of magazine, a new era was born, the market became flooded, on the shelves there was porn. VCRs were later invented, video stores were created, renting out lots of movies, many of them X-rated. Then came the internet, CarolCox.com was the first, by the way, she's a Montrealer, West Islander. Um, Millions followed soon after, now porn got a second birth. Banks loaning billions for the industry, making sure credit cards get a cut, not considering the moral implications, just want to make a buck. Pornhub got in the news, credit cards a no in Pornhub Corral, but most watching pay porn use credit, use card for payment through PayPal. They want to look like the good guy, but what they forget to tell you is this. They lend out billions of dollars investing in the porn biz. Yes, the porn biz is uh, (laughs) massive, huge. It's what created the the internet was created because of pornography, as uh, as was BCRs and things like that. People don't know, but that was the driving force, um, was to make distribution of pornography more... Available. So here's an email that was, it's a bit long, but uh, it was sparked by conversations we've had here on the show about threesomes. And feel free to uh, to leave your comment as well. Uh, I, it maybe it's repetitive a little bit, but um, this is somebody who's struggling, so I want to give her a little bit of airspace because she's she is struggling, and maybe uh, she hopes maybe her story will. Um, will prevent others from maybe falling into that same uh, same trap or pattern. Just when I thought things in my life could not get worse, they did. We have been very kind to each other from the start of our marital problem, making the best of a bad situation. Uh, this morning during breakfast, we were discussing things and how we were going to split things up. He began to tell me he was not completely honest with me or our marriage counselor. He has cheated on me during business trips, one too many drinks and a moment of weakness, he says, then tells me he has been seeing the woman we had a threesome with before the threesome and even after. There's a backstory to this, which I did not read on air because she asked me not to, but this one she asked me to. So I'm not gonna read the long email before, but I think you're gonna get the gist of this anyway. Uh, Tears are still pouring out of me. I called our counselor. She was kind enough to call me back. When we started our marriage counseling, she asked for no secrets and it was easy for us to agree. He said he is madly in love with me and I am his everything and I feel the same about him. We were always us and never I or him. She did her best to call me. Lori, I was a thousand percent sure he was everything and more that I could hope for. I used the word storybook marriage and I really thought it was. I was so sure I knew him. I was fooled. We have a beautiful house that I love, many luxuries, and I could afford to retire tomorrow very comfortably at a young age. I would throw it all away if I could roll back six months ago. I was foolish enough to ask you not to read my original email on the radio in case he was listening to spare his feelings. If you like, read it now in this message too. So I'm only reading this one. He took clothes and personal items and left for his brother's place. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry for the language I'm about to use, but my research on this subject and speaking to professionals who have dealt with threesomes in a marriage, I don't F and care what some, what some of your listeners say, but do not try and say you are in love with your partner and can allow them to have intimate sex or make love with another person. You are BSing yourself and your partner just admit that you love them, but you can do without them without too much pain and sorrow. Anyone who is married or is in love with your partner and thinking your relationship is strong enough to survive it, more BS. Being faithful, honest, open, compassionate, honorable, trusting, understanding, and giving your devoted love are just words. If you need a third, even if you think it is just a sex thing, means you are missing one or more. We went to Club Lorage twice, just out of curiosity, that's the the swingers club in Montreal in the past. And we spoke to several married swingers. And I distinctly recall a few of them saying, I wish we were as in love as you both. And few saying you two are too in love for this. And they told us why they swing and it is okay for them. And it is what holds them together, but not as one. Any person who thinks or thinks they are 110% sure they know their partner is fooling themselves. We all make mistakes. No marriage is perfect. I thought mine was and some mistakes as innocent as they may seem may be the beginning of the end. Do I now hate my husband? No. Do I still love him? Yes. Am I upset with him? Yes. As much as I am upset with myself. My storybook marriage and life did not have a happy ending and neither will yours. If you are in love, not a question of, if it's a question of when I love you, Dr. Lori, keep doing what you do. If your show saves one marriage a year, your one hour show is worth listening to. I wish I could stop crying. So this is somebody's, um, heartbreaking, heartbreaking story really. Um, the result of a threesome where people got involved. So, I, does this happen all the time? I would say no. Like some couples are able to separate it out, and and some couples can have not like consensual non monogamous relationships and do it well, and others can't. Others think they can, and then when it happens, uh, the you know the crap hits the fan at some point. Some how and in this case she was describing how her husband was ended up cheating on her with that other third party which they might have all agreed to but was seeing her prior to and after that's a big mistake right there that's the part that's the infidelity part and the betrayal part so sometimes you can't control the emotions. You think it's just it's just a fantasy and in your head, when you're playing it out in your head as a fantasy, you're not thinking about the emotional ramifications. You're not thinking about how the other person's going to feel. You're not thinking about any potential feelings developing. You're not thinking about the jealousies. We don't think about those things because it's a fantasy. And in our fantasies, everything goes really well. But in reality, this is the potential, right? So I think this person just simply wanted to warn others and felt if her story could help somebody, then uh, there you go. And then I remember we had one texter who texted in um, a few times about uh, saying that he was part of a threesome and that was the downfall of the friend's marriage in which he was the third party. So, you know, fair warning. For some people, it might've worked out great. For others, uh, not so much. Uh, coming up, question about uh, sex tips for somebody who's been together a long time. We'll deal with that. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Trouble Tuesday, sit down on the program, 514 to Text in your uh, comments. Here's a couple here. My opinion is if someone asks for threesomes, they are not in love with you. They are using you to satisfy their desires. I'm sure some people who have had threesomes where both agreed may not um agree with you uh wow if you think you cannot live by your marriage vows don't get married and yup that was me still regretted so many years after had i not did it who knows and no they would not have done it with someone else i asked as the third uh person to join uh, a threesome right so um any tips for a couple who's been together 11 years we're both 30. We have a great foundation. Just nice to hear tips to keep going strong forever together. Uh, That's beautiful. Thank you. I'm glad that you are committed to doing that. And this is where You're right. The commitment and the commitment to the efforts that you need to make to keep a relationship going. That's the commitment we make. We don't just commit to fidelity. We don't just commit to a marriage. What is actual what does it actually mean? It means that you have to work at a relationship. Relationships don't just you seal the deal at the wedding, and 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 that's it. You you never have to put any work into it. No, 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 that's not the way it works. You always have to put effort into it. And the effort we're talking about is efforts to inject a little bit of passion. We all know long-term relationships. You can't. You don't have the same butterflies. You don't have the same um, excitement. You have to create it. So making sure you spend time together. Making sure that you do things. Uh, out of the ordinary together, uh, taking little weekends away or doing things like that where you focus on each other, even organizing a game night at home. Like what I'm noticing during um, the pandemic is that a lot of people are spending uh, like every day together, 24/7, both work from home. And yet I'm hearing complaints of they're here but they're not here right? So we're talking about spending quality time, no devices, where you're together, whether it's playing a game, having fun, always remember the having fun part. That's the that's what gets difficult because as you have little kids and, and more responsibilities and things like that, we start to forget that fun is part of life. Like you have to make time for fun. Uh, you you have to make time for it. So when you've got kids, make sure you they can go sleep at grandma and grandpa's or get a babysitter or do this so that you are regularly doing things out of the home as well as you know if you can. If you can't, then organize a date night, something different. Organize a candlelit dinner for for the, put the kids to bed and have a candlelit dinner together. Do like put the, if you put effort into it, that's what your partner will, appreciate so that it's not like there's any magic solutions. You know, uh, when it comes to the bedroom, vary, vary it a little bit, do other things, you know, vary the place where you're having sex, uh, experiment with different positions, uh, buy sex toys that you can play with together. There are games out there that are uh, kind of sexually based, you know, like board games, for example, or play strip poker or anything like that, that just adds a little bit of, uh, spice a little bit of difference. It doesn't have to be huge, big gestures, big changes, but little little things uh, definitely do matter. If anybody out there <laughs> you're listening and you want to give this couple uh, some tips, some advice as to keeping the relationship strong over time, um, especially keeping things spicy, keeping things um, a little, you know, maybe a little more passionate then uh, tell us at 514-800. I did do a TEDx talk, which is available on YouTube. If you just Google my name on YouTube, you will find a, a TED talk that I did about um, sex in long-term relationships as well, and and the kinds of patterns we tend to fall into. So that might be something that could be, uh, could be helpful. So I wanna share with you, um, if you if you heard this already, I apologize for you diehard Passion listeners, uh, although it's so pleasant that even I wanna hear it again because it's just uh, a gentle reminder. We are, what, uh, a week away, uh, a little more um, from Christmas, and I'm gonna be taking a bit of time uh, time off, so I'm not sure if I'll get a chance to reread it, so I decide I'm gonna do it tonight. And this is from a listener. I've been a long-time listener of your show, um, last night's Baby Boomer show had special meaning for me. I was brought up under the Jewish faith and we did not celebrate Christmas, but to a small degree celebrated Hanukkah. I was married to a Catholic man who passed away six years ago. He was a very big on Christmas and a believer in Santa Claus. And I used to laugh at him. We brought up our kids with both Hanukkah and Christmas decorations, which was very new to me. He would sit with the kids, write a letter to Santa with our kids. In private, I used to ask him, how can you possibly seriously believe in santa claus at your age he always told me it is the spirit of santa and the holiday spirit my parents loved him but thought he was nuts when it came to the santa thing when we got the internet at home he had me read something that made it very clear to me and if someone asked me if i believe in santa claus today my answer is a resounding yes it may be something some if not most of your listeners are aware of a letter written by an eight-year-old girl to the editor of the new york sun in 1897 remember this 1897 her letter was put on the front page with an editorial response please take the time to read the letter and response this is what it said we take pleasure in answering this prominently thus prominently the communication below expressing at the same time our great gratification that its faithful author is numbered among the friends of the sun it goes like this dear editor I am eight years old. Some of my little friends say there is no Santa Claus. Papa says, if you see it in the sun, it is so. Please tell me the truth. Is there a Santa Claus? From Virginia O'Hanlon. And the answer to her was this, Virginia, your little friends are wrong. They have been affected by the skepticism of a skeptical age. They do not believe except they see. They think that nothing can be which is not comprehensible by their little minds. All minds, Virginia, whether they be men's or children's are little. In this great universe of ours, man is a mere insect, an ant in his intellect as compared with the boundless world about him, as measured by the intelligence capable of grasping the whole of truth and knowledge. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. He exists as certainly as love and generosity and devotion exist, and you know that they abound and give to your life its highest beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary would the world be if there were no Santa Claus. It would be as dreary as if there were no Virginias. There would be no childlike faith then, no poetry, no romance to make tolerable this existence. We should have no enjoyment except in sense and sight. The external light with which childhood fills the world would be extinguished. Not believe in Santa Claus? you might as well not believe in fairies. You might get your papa to hire men to watch in all the chimneys on Christmas Eve to catch Santa Claus, but even if you did not see Santa Claus coming down, what would that prove? Nobody sees Santa Claus, but that is no sign that there is no Santa Claus. The most real things in the world are those that neither children nor men can see. Did you ever see fairies dancing on the lawn? Of course not, but that's no proof that they are not there. Nobody can conceive or imagine all the wonders there are unseen and unseeable in the world. You tear apart the baby's rattle and see what makes the noise inside, but there is a veil covering the unseen world, which not the strongest man, nor even the united strength of all the strongest men that ever lived could tear apart. Only faith, poetry, love, romance can push aside that curtain and view and picture the super supernal beauty and glory beyond. Is it all real? Ah, Virginia, in all this world, there is nothing else real and abiding. No Santa Claus? Thank God, he lives and lives forever. A thousand years from now, Virginia, nay, 10 times 10,000 years from now, he will continue to make glad the heart of childhood. This is a, it's such a beautiful, uh, beautiful, beautiful share. Um, and this person wrote it saying many have lost the deeper meaning of the upcoming time of year. I hope this message helps some remember and some to discover as I did so very long ago. It it brings like, it gives me shivers to read this. It's just so beautiful and so fitting that, uh, wanted to read it again. I hope I hope you appreciated it coming up your stupid sex story of the night's been a, a few days since uh, that one has come come through here and of course your questions your comments uh, let's help out this couple that have been together for 11 years give us some uh some of your tips for keeping it strong keeping it spicy uh some of your suggestions at five one four 800. Right now, let's turn it over to the CJD 800 newsroom. Following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD. Here's your stupid headline. Woman sues her boyfriend for not proposing to her after eight years of dating. Not, Not here and not in North America. Uh, So when people have been dating for a few years, many people start asking the question. So when are you getting married? It's a query that can spark panic in some, some couples who might not be ready to say I do just yet. As time wears on, the expectation for two people to get married only intensifies. And many wonder if there's something wrong if they haven't done it by a certain moment. However, one woman has decided that she has waited long enough for a ring and has sued her boyfriend. How this got even in the courts, no clue. Gertrude Nagoma has been dating Herbert Salaliki for eight years, and her doting boyfriend has promised to marry her eventually. But she has become fed up waiting for that fairy tale day and has taken him to court to demand he outline his plans for the future. Can you imagine this? Be like, okay, see ya. Uh, According to the 28 year old willing bride told a Zambian court that she feels her boyfriend isn't serious about their relationship. He has never been serious. That is why I brought him to court because I deserve to know the way forward and our future. Gertrude and Herbert have a child together, and the latter has already organized a dowry payment, however doesn't have the financial security to pay for a wedding. Salaliki also told the court his girlfriend hadn't given him the attention he thought he deserved, and that's another reason why he is holding back for now. But because the two people aren't married, the Zambian court couldn't do much, duh. Uh, The judge presiding over the case ruled that the two should attempt to reconcile their differences out of court. Yeah, this is not a thing for the courts. What a waste. (laughs) Like, leave the guy. If you think he's never been serious, taking him to court to put a ring on it isn't gonna make him any more serious. So ridiculous. Uh, Okay, you said it's important, this texter writes, to have fun with your partner, but what can I do with my wife when her idea of fun only ever seems to be doing things with our three kids? I've tried to be romantic, spontaneous, but I often get the facial reaction equivalent to some stranger hitting on her. Instead of being spontaneous, try and be planning, like plan. Tell her, um, You know, I've organized for the kids to sleep over at grandma's house and I am taking you away for the weekend. We're booked, we're booked at this hotel, we're booked for this, we're booked for that. And take her out of her element. Oftentimes, for some reason, parents of young kids feel guilty when they take time away from their kids. And this is a mistake because you want to make sure your couple is strong and your couple cannot be strong if you don't spend time together and this benefits everybody the couple the couple is happier the kids are happier it all works nicely when you focus on the right things go and watch that ted talk i did i talk exactly about this and why it's a mistake to put kids at the top of the priority list and completely neglect uh, the couple. So look up uh, Lori Batito TEDx and you will find. Uh, I've done two. So look for the one that says um, sex in long term relationships. Uh, for the committed couple, have fun, be adventurous, naughty fun in an elevator alone, play. You are as young as you feel. And with regards to the uh, the uh, thing I read about Virginia. That has to be one of the most beautiful emails you have ever read. Yes, Lori, there is a Santa Claus, and the spirit lives in you too, and we feel it over the air. Well, I'm happy I can you know, add a little bit of that. Uh, Dr. Lori, if you get a chance, there was a movie made called Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. I never knew that. Charles Bronson played the editor of the newspaper. By the way, I love your show. Thank you for that. I I wonder... Can you let me know where this is available? If uh, I wonder if it's available on any of the streaming um, uh, sites that we have like Netflix or Crave or anything like that. So if you get a chance to let me know where it can be viewed, I would love to see this, uh, to see this film. Dr. Lori, almost without fail, the main reason for an F grade romance in long-term relationships is sadly looks. Stay fit and exercise, bottom line. I wonder how many people agree with this. Now, I have spoken to people who have a heart, who are in relationships where they feel a partner has let themselves go, and that has definitely affected their level of desire. Not affected their love for their partner, but may have affected their level of desire. Especially if you've got one person that values uh, fitness or nutrition or or good health or good healthy habits and then is with someone who doesn't follow in and and who doesn't value that it gets difficult to uh, sometimes admire your partner and admiration is also very important and so it can affect the at least the desire not necessarily the love but at least the um the desire so something that I'd love to get some, some other people's uh, thoughts on this. Dr. Lloyd, for the couple that have been together for 11 years, they should write old-fashioned love letters, yes, on paper with a pen and perhaps even send them through the mail. Have them sent to each other's workplace. I love that. That's really great. Another text writes, my specialty was telling erotic stories to my wife. The anticipation for her hearing these stories was intense. Well-told stories will almost guarantee satisfaction. The buildup will get the juices flowing. The more creative you are with the story, the more dramatic the result. After a while, I would be asked, will I hear a story tonight? I love that idea. I think it's great. Write an erotic novel or a story, a short story for your partner. That's, um, yeah, brilliant. I, I I, think that works. That's that's really good. Any other thoughts? Uh, would love to hear from you at 514-800. And apparently, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus is available on YouTube. So that is on my Holiday list of things uh, to do is uh, is watch this, and I of course I love Charles Bronson as well. So yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Did not realize that they made a movie out of what I uh, what I read or what this person sent to me about that that letter, but I can certainly understand um, why because it's so special. And don't we all love? I love watching those Christmas movies and they're usually warm and they usually have happy endings and they talk about giving and love and and generosity and love of all mankind. And like, to me, that warms my heart a lot. And that is what the holiday season is all about. I don't care whether you it's Christmas or Hanukkah or anything, it's about human kindness and human compassion. Uh, and that to me is, is universal, absolutely universal universal coming up more of uh, your questions answered and would love some more of your comments at 514-800-PASSION with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Trouble Tuesdays tonight on the program, your thoughts, your comments, your questions tonight. 514-800, 514-800, um, I know a lot of us are going to be, well, we are going to be on lockdown uh, again, so we'll have uh, time on our hands, time to watch uh, movies. I wanted to give you two of my recommendations that have to do with uh, relationships, but relationships gone bad, uh, but makes you think quite a bit and it could they could be a good discussion um, points with 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 a partner or or people that you can discuss this so they're on i think it's on crave it's a series with nicole kidman called undoing i believe that's what it is undoing and uh, i don't remember how many episodes it is but i thought it was so well done i really really like that and another one which shows pretty toxic Mm -hmm. relationships and uh really showcases what a narcissist looks like in a relationship, and that's Dirty John. So Dirty John has two seasons, and each season, they're two real stories. So the the first one was a while back, and then there's a second one, and each one is um, the story of a a particular woman and based on uh, true facts and true stories. So uh, you'll find it quite um, a little bit disturbing, I have to say, so I'm just gonna just give you a little, a little heads up and a little warning about that. All right. Here's another email. Yesterday, I got into a very interesting conversation with my neighbors, spoke about COVID and many other topics. I never really knew them yet. I lived here for years. They are a couple in their mid sixties and look much younger. I feel as if I've missed out on knowing people so close to me and I just don't know why. Well, now it's COVID. That's one of the the silver linings. You get to know the people closer to you, around you. Uh, They seemed to know something of me from summertime and being outdoors a lot, and all he would do is wave or say hi, nothing more. I told them about myself, and they shared things about themselves. They are going through a rough patch and asked me my opinion about their problem. I truly did not have a good answer, but I asked them if they ever listened to your show. They said no. They listened to French radio mostly, but were very interested when I tried to explain the format of passion. Told them about the all-girl panel. They lit up when I mentioned a baby boomer panel and how there is no topic that is taboo. I told them to Google you and find your webpage. I mentioned people email you and text you live and you answer as much as you can. And how you always say no question is stupid and how everything is anonymous. Somebody really listens to me, that's nice. I'm sure they will be listening in tonight because when I got home this evening, she was on her way out and waved and said, passion, 22 hours CJD. I laughed and said, we. I never knew how nice they were and thought it so sad that we live so close yet seem so distant. Perhaps you can say a little something about your show and the shows you have you have like Trouble Tuesday, Open Friday, etc. I did say there is no other show like yours anywhere. On a sad note, I lost one of my grandparents last week, passed peacefully in her sleep, 89 years old. As much as I will miss her, I have the comfort she had a really active, healthy, and happy life. Well, our thoughts are certainly with you on uh, on your loss. So I suppose, if well, it's nice. Thank you for referring the show to others who may not have heard of, of us um, or our radio station or this particular show. And I'm sure as they listen, they will realize soon enough, it's not just about the features here, I mean, we do have quite a, a few, but the main theme that runs throughout is no matter what, we're always talking about relationships. We're always talking about sexuality. We talk about love. uh, We talk about mental health issues once a month. That's what we focus on. Um, We talk about different communities, right? We we try to represent different communities, like the LGBTQ community as well, which is on uh, tomorrow evening, actually. Uh, So we try and be inclusive, non judgmental, and uh, yes, anonymous. If you have a question you want to write in, I don't need to know who you are. You could be anybody you want to be, and that's all good. I just want to be here to answer your questions. Oftentimes people don't quite know where to turn and this is a good place uh, to uh, to turn to. Plus other people give their two cents and, and the experiences of our listeners are valuable, very valuable to other listeners who may be going through things because they don't feel so alone when they hear from others uh and the input of others so keep that going you guys are amazing and this is why this is something that to me has become over the last 22 years a real uh a real little community um you know a lot of our listeners have been with us for all of those 20 plus years some are new and i welcome you and i I hope you will stick it out with us and uh and contribute to the show in any way that you can Uh, so have I told you how much I loved you yet? No, I love you all. All right, here's another one. How could hi, could you please discuss painful penetration for people having sex for the first time? Why is it painful? How to minimize the pain? How long is the pain expected to last? When should pain become a concern? What does it mean if you bleed? So lo- lots of questions here. Um, first intercourse generally causes some discomfort, some uh, pain, if you will. Other people just call it just a little uh, uncomfortable. And that's usually due to the fact that a virgin who hasn't had penetrative sex, has an intact hymen, which is a a membrane that covers the opening of the vagina. And during first penetration, it is stretched. And so this may cause a little bit of pain and a little bit of bleeding, not bleeding like a period bleeding, but a little bit of bleeding. After several penetrations, it should no longer be painful. If you experience pain regularly, you should see a gynecologist to evaluate. You can see a pelvic floor physiotherapist as well. There's no reason for you to, uh, for it to be painful. Sexuality should be pleasurable. And sometimes it takes a while before you real you, you just realize or or understand what is it that makes you feel the most pleasure. Understand that the majority of women don't orgasm through intercourse alone. So I know for people who are new to sexuality, may have certain expectations and feel like there may be something wrong with them if they don't experience what maybe they've seen in pornography, for example, don't Worry that does not make you abnormal. Do not compare yourself to what you see in uh, pornography, but get informed. Like get really get informed. Read some good material on this, and uh, and you'll adjust your uh, your expectations. And make sure first intercourse you always use uh, lubricant. That's very helpful, and uh, and make sure you're well aroused prior to. Uh, to penetration as well. Thank you all for your input. So appreciate uh, hearing from you, especially all of you who emailed me. I get lots and lots of emails, which I love reading. So thank you for that. And thank you for all of your texts. You certainly keep the show going. Uh, Thank you so much to Dave Simon, our technical producer tonight. To find me, just go to drlaurie.com, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com, where there's information about um, my book, where the, there's inf- my TED Talks are on the, on the website as well. And if you go to the Passion Radio tab and you click on that, you will uh, get directed to all the past podcasts of our show. I'm not sure how far back it goes, but uh, far enough that if you missed any or there are particular subjects that interest you or you want to share them, please go ahead and, um, and do that. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion.